Welcome to The Emergent Human, where we explore optimizing health, embodied spirituality, and post-conventional living. I'm Michael Osterlink, therapist, coach, and educator, and I'm your host. One of the three pillars of The Emergent Human podcast is optimizing health. Part of my own process in doing so is being a member of an organization known as Life Force. I joined Life Force after reading the book, Life Force, by Tony Robbins and Peter Diamandis in order to get the support I needed to take my health to the next level. I'm happy to announce that Life Force is now a show sponsor. Life Force membership provides you with at-home diagnostics, access to functional medicine doctors, health coaches, advanced nutraceuticals, hormones, and peptides. Life Force creates a customized plan tailored to your goals and blood work results to help you optimize your health. Their diagnostic is one of the most affordable, convenient, and comprehensive blood tests out there. If you've been looking for a more personalized approach to improve your health in the new year, check out LifeForce at www.lifeforce.com and use code EMERGENTHUMAN15 for 15% off your first purchase. I want to welcome Prime Hall. Prime grew up in Texas, where he attended the Marine Military Academy. A few years later, he would enter the Marine Infantry before advancing as a MARSOC Marine Raider with a specialty as a Marine Corps Water Survival Instructor. He uses tools and techniques which he brings from his background as well as what he has learned from training thousands of individuals and teams to create breakthroughs. His Free Your Mind Guidebook is, is the result of these findings in which a framework was created to coach world-class athletes, business executives, and military special operations candidates looking to perform at high levels. He is also the co-founder of the Underwater Torpedo League, Deep End Fitness. He currently resides in Carlsbad, California, and he'll also be talking about a book, a new book coming out in the near future. Good to see you, Prime. <clears throat> Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a while as we talked offline. It's great to reconnect. Um, hopefully looking forward to seeing you here in a couple months. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Uh, before, before we talk about Deep End Fitness and underwater work that you do and, and this book and your new book, um, I'd love to hear you talk about some of the formative experiences from your life, which led you to become the man you are today and doing the work that you now do to help thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, awesome. So <clears throat> the first thing that comes to mind is my grandparents. Uh, my grandparents have been a huge foundation for me and, and my whole life and uh, really, um, you know, kind of like my parents. Um, so my grandparents uh, are um, the foundation of kind of uh, family for me in my life, and uh, and so that's some, that's the, the number one thing. Um, but I grew up in South Texas uh, in a place called uh, South Padre Island, and then also spent some time in Corpus Christi, North Padre Island, um, throughout my early years, and so um, grew up in the ocean and grew up um, in neighborhood pools and stuff in the summers and uh, always loved swimming. My grandmother was a, a synchronized swimmer. And oh, so cool. she would always take me to the pool. And so since I was like two years old, I would be in these little swimsuit competitions at the pool and stuff my grandmother would put me in. So I don't know, I think it's just always been something that I've been, you know, that's been like kind of, and then, you know, going through my life, I've, I kind of just, went to the water for relaxation and you know at certain points where 
I was in the military or whatever, and I didn't have any real time or days off, you know, just being able to go to the pool and, and be at the pool for an hour would feel like, you know, a a mini vacation. Um, and so, you know, I just always love the water, but, um, I kind of, uh, some of the things that, that shaped me, um, into who I am, I feel like is, uh, you know, I grew up in a situation where I had, uh, um, a peeping Tom for about four years of my, in between ages seven and, uh, 11 and 12, uh, in there. So I had an ex- that experience, um, that really shaped me because, uh, you know, my, I reported it over and over again, but that a guy never got caught until like year four or five. So it was like, uh, something that was, that I had just had to kind of deal with. And, uh, myself because nobody was believing it at first so that situation made me uh i i can draw from thing from my resiliency and things that got me through certain things in life from that experience alone um was probably you know the thing that shaped me and then from there I, the, the other thing was uh my parents divorced when i was like 12 or, th- or 13 years old and uh my mom moved away. My dad moved into uh, moved in with his girlfriend, and I ended up living in a in a condo for a while by myself, and then ended up living in an apartment by myself for the most part for a couple of years, from whenever I was like thirteen to fifteen, almost sixteen wow. years old. Wow! And so my uh, grandparents had came down during one of the summers because they always took us on summer vacations, and they found that they saw my living situation that I was in there living by myself, you know, in whatever situation. So, uh, they, you know, were very blown. They didn't like that at all. They went and, uh, we were on vacation in San Antonio, Texas. And I saw these kids from Texas military Institute that were walking by that had the uniforms on and stuff. And I was like, man, I wish I could do something like that. And there was a Marine military boarding school uh, where my grandparents lived in Harlingen. And so uh, they went home after that trip and got me a tour to military school. So then I got a tour and and basically most people at that military school are involuntarily sent there. It's like uh, people, they get in trouble and it's, it's uh, it really makes it an interesting group because it's a bunch of troublemakers that get sent there from all over the U.S. and then some from different countries uh, that all end up boarding together and living there, you know, in a situation that you're living in the barracks with all these kids and it's from eighth grade to postgraduate. So you'll even have like some cartel kids that are like 22 years old that are seniors, you know, with you and, uh, and everything in between. And so it's a real it's a real environment you're there and it's 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 uh it's 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 even different from the marine corps or the military because that's an it's an environment where there's no uh at the end of the day it's 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 better for you to to lose and get in trouble than it is for you to lose respect of everybody and let someone you know punch you or do something without you dealing with it so like it's kind of like prison rules and county jail type thing when you're at 
military school because if someone approaches you to establish dominance or or fight you in front of everyone you have to step up or else everybody's going to start picking on you and that's where your life's going to be that so um it was a situation where there's a lot of fighting there's a lot of thing but it was a lot of like you know uh i loved it because there's a lot of I didn't have any rules before I went there and now I have all rules and I had security and I had my drone instructor that was my mentor and I had, you know, these different things uh, that really worked for me and I and I made a lot of good friends that are still my, some of my lifelong friends today. Um, and so um, that being said, it was all Marine based. So all the Marine drill instructors were combat veterans and a lot of them were, you know, they were, they all had drill instructor time. So they were drill instructors that had been to Vietnam. And um, so uh, they were hardcore and it was, uh, it was uh, you know, by the end of that experience, I knew how to do like a lot of the basics required of you to do the everyday Marine stuff like marching and this and that and all the little uniform stuff and whatever. So. But the biggest thing was that I had seen these videos over and over again when I was in these leadership classes when I was in military school and they would just play these videos of like force recon guys, you know, like face painted and they're like in the jungle or like whatever it is or they're doing obstacle courses. And so that planted a seed for me to where I always, uh, that that's kind of, I got indoctrinated from watching those videos, I feel like. And then, um, you know, 9-11 happened my senior year of high school. And then after high school, I went to college and just didn't, couldn't get into it. And, um, you know, ended up uh, going back home and going into the Marine Corps. So. Um, you were Marine Infantry. And eventually, MARSOC, <clears throat> MARSOC was created in the mid-2000s. I'm trying to remember the timeline. Yeah, it was a. Uh, stood up in um, 2007 with the test okay. pilot with the pilot program and uh, detachment one and then 2008 was when it really stood up and then 2009 was when I came in so it's still pretty new like a startup you know but um, the plank holders had kind of set the stage and now we're all starting a new unit um, but kind of uh, you know just what like from your question of what formed me kind of thing it's like i look back on it now and i just had no rules and i had no security and i had these weird survival situations at a young age and then it made me really question everybody and question you know what's the meaning of life and what's it like people think you know looking at looking at people as like are people good or are they bad and what is like what is why am i doing all this stuff and then um and, and then, um, you know, going through military school, having that experience and then going into the Marine Corps. But once I got into the Marine Corps, I was still like, you know, growing up with little to no authority, most of it, it's hard to transition. And then now you just have to listen to someone because they yell at you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that like I had a real hard time adjusting to the Marine Corps. And so, um, you know, but I'm also a high performer so I feel like I need to go, 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 go. But then if I'm not channel, if I don't have a purpose, then it's going to be my, that, that energy and everything it can go towards, you know, destructive things like partying and creating, you know, uh, 
creating situations around, you know, something that someone that said something to me whenever we were in, in our Marine job during the day. And if someone from a higher rank that said something, but then now, you know, we're in a different environment, we've had a couple drinks and, and basically reenact or, you know, uh, find, finding uh, basically justice for myself, you know, mm -hmm. for, from my perspective on, oh, well, this guy thinks he can talk to you like that. Well, what about now when, you know, it's after hours and nobody else is around, you know, let, let's see what he, what, what he, how he's going to how he's going to show up in that scenario, you know, with me telling him like my rank, you know, nothing, you know, I don't have rank on, or, you know, I'm just like you, we're, we're just two people here, but like, what's up, you know? Um, and, uh, and so I got in a lot of trouble. I didn't have any rank on my collar for three, at least three years. Um, and then it just like, then I got meritoriously promoted really fast. So I actually caught up to all my peers, you know, after being on restriction for a couple of years and being a private that whole time and getting in trouble again and again, I finally stopped drinking and I went 10 years with no alcohol when I was in the, wow. in the Marines. And that's what, uh, really helped form my discipline. Um, but right now I'm at three years and like four months or something since, since I stopped this last time, but getting out, I had 10 years. Um, so anyway, going through that. And when I went, when I went, uh, stopped drinking, I really isolated myself and just like focused on, you know, myself and started getting into some pretty, uh, advanced training that I hadn't done before where I was, you know, getting a lot of miles, getting weighted miles, getting, um, all kinds of, all kinds of, uh, work in that was more endurance than what I had been doing up to that point. Then, um, I had a mental focus trainer that I used to work out. I'm, I'm down here in San Diego in La Jolla. So if you see, I'm looking at the ocean right now. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. But I used to have a trainer that lived around the corner here that did mental focus training with me back when I was like, I think like 23, 24, 25. And, uh, so um, I was sober for years. I was doing this advanced training and then I got this coach and I would do this mental focus training that uh, really gave me the, the tool belt to do advanced training. Um, so kind of quick summary of the mental focus training was like, you know, all the workouts I did in the Marines that day, then I would drive to La Jolla and I would work out from like four to six hours with this guy doing you know, running, uh, and I never knew what order it was going to be in or what the workload was going to be, but, you know, running, following his car as long as he took, as long as he's, you know, plays that game. And then when, once it's over, uh, cool down, get in the car, go to the gym. And then it's like very high, high reps, low, uh, low weight, very low weight, high reps, burnout in the gym. And then, uh, to the ocean or the pool. Um, and then, back to the house and back to the house we're doing mental focus holding the stick out so you're holding a seven pound stick out and you know learning about yourself through that and that was the biggest learning is holding that stick out so um you know uh got into that so then my I, I started becoming really into mental focus from that and then um got into the pool work became a water survival instructor and then got into marine raider uh thing i was supposed to be going into recon 
and uh, my commander was like, hey, this new thing just started. So I got a buddy that I went to college with or whatever it was that's over there that made it in at the beginning. So I'm going to get with him and I'm going to, if you're okay with it, I'm going to get you a package to that because I think it's going to be a bigger opportunity for you. So I got into that. And for uh, folks who are not familiar with the, you know, the special operations world within the various uh, branches, you just talk a little bit about MARSOC and, and what it does, what you're able to talk about, what it does, what you did, yeah. what you're capable of talking about what you did. Yeah, so uh, MARSOC and Marine Special Operations uh, basically is the only unit in the Marine Corps that falls underneath U.S. SOCOM or United States Special Operations Command, uh, which gives them different uh, authorities to do different types of training and different types of mission sets on deployment and also gives them funding to do different things so um, that's how it's separate from any other unit because there's you know recon force recon snipers all these you know infantry there's all these amazing assets and warfighters and pilots and everything in the marine corps but the the difference is is that under socom you have different authorities and different funding that you fall under and that you can operate in, um, which uh, which makes it, um, you know, a full spectrum uh, kind of theater with when adding uh, intelligence, interagency, uh, collaboration, and you name it, any asset, any asset that you can imagine um, that, uh, that you can, um, that you can connect with, you know, you can um, incorporate it into your plan if you have access to it. So, um, but also, you know, just because everybody knows what a Navy SEAL is. So I just keep it simple and I say, I'm a poor man's Navy SEAL. <laughs> that usually gets a couple of laughs, but, uh, but um, yeah. yeah, it's a relatively new thing. So um, I'm pretty, I'm grateful for looking back for the experience of just, being in it when it was, you know, in its uh, beginning, because uh, it's like a startup, you know, there's a lot of flexibility to, to take responsibility and get different uh, jobs and advance quicker than it is if it's a system that's been there for 50 years, you know, so, um, so it was, uh, it was a lot at times, but it was awesome. And it was like, just amazing kind of experience looking back on it from the professional side of just learning how to navigate something that's and how to build something you know that's relatively new what was life like after the marine corps and of course they always say once a marine always a marine but once you left the marine corps officially what what were you doing that led you to what you do today <clears throat> yeah so i got out um I was in an insider attack in Afghanistan in 2012, and I got uh, blown up in that. And then I had some other explosions and things that happened. Um, but long story short, I had some injuries uh, that were, uh, you know, preventing me from passing my dive physical because I had a, some uh, traumas in my ear and my head, and uh, and um, you know just lower back blown out feet problems all these types of things so basically I got um once they found that I had the the ear and the head trauma uh stuff on the MRIs then they started to retire me so 
I went, I got out after 12 and a half years or something, but you know, I, at that point I thought I was going to be doing at least, uh, um, let's see, I was, I was re-enlisting at that time. So I was thinking I was going to be at at least 16 years. Like I was going for 16 at that point. So, but anyway, you get institutionalized being in that long. So I was in and I got, I was, I was very worried when they told me that I was getting out and there was nothing that I could do about it. Cause they're, I'm not able to be there anymore to pass my physicals. So they're medically separating me. And uh, so then I had to just, I was like, I'm now I'm freaking out. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. So what I did was just, I started creating a pace plan, which is just primary alternate contingency emergency, and then updating that plan and putting better options in. So, you know, for military, one option is always you go to school for four years and use your GI bill, you know, so we can put that as the emergency and then you know contingency is i'll take this job um at this consulting firm or at this contracting firm that i've already been offered a job to that's the contingency um the alternate is uh i'm going to go to business school here and figure out what i'm going to do for two years and develop it and then the primary is i'm going to take this job because i had one job uh offer to do uh security plans for these extremely wealthy people and i was like and that's an easy thing so but it's like so i was kicking around these ideas and these things and i started to get some different offers from people that basically work on their ideas and stuff like that and more and more and more and then finally i just broke away from everything and i realized like i gotta do my thing you know I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm just not going to work for me to be in this box and work at Dell computers and work in a cubicle anymore or anything like that. Um, that would be uh, almost dangerous for me at this point to take on something like that. But um, um, so, and I've always just uh, done, excelled more whenever I was in a kind of hands or a outside the box kind of environment. So. Um, went to some courses. There was one I went to specifically at Dartmouth Business School for three weeks. That was a transition course for military and Olympians. And that was where I, I started like putting all the dots together and like, okay, my where do my passions and my interests and my experience intersect? And then how can I use that information to drive what it is that I want to do? And, um, you know, I had my partner, Don Tran, that was just miraculously getting out uh, at the same time as I was and we both went in together and we both were you know we did we were side by side throughout our hell week and all that training and all that stuff and you know worked at the pool together before that for a year and trained together to go to that so we we both got out at the same time and we both started putting our heads together as to you know what's next for us and, and what, could, what could, could we potentially partner on so where that where that research and conversation started to go towards is like how can we make the most impact training other people and create stuff something that's missing even from when we went through our training and create something as simple as possible that could be used for you know special operations guys or athletes or whatever it is and work through a stressful environment and perform um so that we that was we started both of these companies five years ago but we wrote down the methodology up on my whiteboard that I had in my old condo in the garage and it was free was what we 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 had been sculpting this thing and and, and 
working it out, but free was was uh, the the turnkey system that we came up with at that point that we thought would be the simplest, most impactful thing that we could utilize as the as the uh, uh, methodology for training. But so, and then that's basically that's what it is. So free is what we've uh, the free operating system, and free is the foundation for deep end fitness and for underwater torpedo league for people to train and unlock results. And so um, free is focus, relaxation, economy of motion, efficient breathing. So focus, mental focus. You can imagine going underwater, you're gonna wanna close out all those other tabs or being in any stressful situation or any anything, period. Surfing, you know, and a wave crashes on you and then you got another wave coming. You wanna close out any extra tabs and just be focused on what you got in front of you. Um, and that's the same thing when we go underwater. That's the same thing for, you know, a, a pitcher that's on the mound that's throwing for the Padres. That's the same thing, uh, you know, and they throw a, a pitch that gets home run on them, you know, grand slam. And now they have to have the adaptive capacity to shift, let that go and just focus on what's in front of them to throw a strike. So focusing on one thing at a time. Um, and um and then relaxation is, you know, it's like uh, we we compare it to low power mode on your phone, like on demand relaxation is like completely relaxed. There's no extra movement. There's no extra stress. There's no extra tension. There's no extra nothing. And that's how we show up when we go underwater because we don't want to be burning extra energy for no return. Um, we want to be completely relaxed so that we could have the most optimal or the best performance down there. Per, per round and per drill um, and make it easier each time and learn something from it. Um, and then economy of motion is flow versus drag. So the two kind of principles and uh, mechanics or biomechanics of swimming is um, adding flow and reducing drag, like adding propulsion and reducing friction is the two things of swimming. So economy of motion is it's it's like, all of this is geared towards the pool, but it translates into life um, yeah. in that, you know, where's your, where's your drag, where's your flow? Um, and then how can you eliminate drag to add more flow with, um, you know, with your physical pattern and your physical uh, pattern of life and movements throughout your day and your week and to your mental stuff and what you think about and the drag that comes in and all the, the activities that you do that create drag and whatever else. And then, the last one's efficient breathing. So simply a lot of uh, different clients that I work with have different stress for different reasons. And a big common thing is, you know, our minds run away from us, especially in stressful situations. And so a thing that we kind of keep going back to, you know, more and more is like, look, your mind's not in control. You are in control. You're in the driver's seat, right? But you just need to grab back onto the wheel Right. And let yourself know that this is a non-negotiable and that you are in control. And that as you assume control, one other thing that could support that is you start by controlling your breathing. So an example is my mind starts to run away from me. I'm in a stressful situation. And then now I'm going to take control of my breathing. I'm going to go three seconds in, three seconds out through the nose. And as I'm doing it, I'm counting to three or whatever it is so that I know that I'm following whatever it is that I'm saying to do. So now I'm in control again. And then now 
once I assume control and I acknowledge that, then, okay, cool. My mind is empty. What's next? Um, and so then, you, um, your free yeah. method, the, what you just walked through, you, and I know you work with individuals. You also work with the groups of, of people. So if someone is interested in like working with you and working through the, the free system, how does that work? Like how, how do they find you? How does the work actually look like on a regular daily, weekly, monthly basis? Yeah. So the way that it's, the way that it looks like um, typically is we do one-on-one -on -one coaching and we do um, group workshops. So the, the, we do free your mind workshop and uh, it uh, it's basically a human performance and, a, and also a human potential workshop, you know, where you're assessing where you're, where you're at when you get there. It's kind of assessing, it's the first self-assessment and, and group accountability are two of the first parts. Um, and then after that, it's, um, you know, uh, opening up your mind and, and possibility and looking at what your potential is and how that aligns with your goals and your strategic relationships and your purpose of why you're here. Um, and can people find more about the workshops on a particular website that you list? Yes. Uh, yeah, so um, they can, uh, if they're interested in workshops, uh, they can uh, email me um, at prime at utlnation.com. Um, okay. And me or, me or someone from our team will get, we'll get back to them within 24 hours. But um, full transparency, you know, uh, I think I ran three of those workshops last year. But, uh, but I love running, running workshops and I'm, I'm always open to do that. Um, it's just a matter of uh, bandwidth and, and schedule and stuff. So, um, you know, right now, because uh, right now we're, we're closing out a raise. So we've, our, everything's occupied with business meetings and stuff like that for the rest of this month. But definitely by mid-February or March, we'll be getting back into workshops. But, you know, nice. if, if anyone's interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's, you know, it's free your mind is, 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 uh, We've, we used to do specific free your mind workshops. And so they just evolve after each one and you kind of do something, see something work and you evolve it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, a free your mind remix workshop, you know, that's a human potential workshop. But um, the free your mind book that you're holding, the way that we got that was before COVID, uh, we ran a six month pilot program with uh, some executives from uh, Sony North America and some other San Diego sports innovator connections that we have here in San Diego. And uh, that was the first program that we had ran. We'd been getting a lot of feedback from different athletes that were training with us that were like, Hey man, like this is literally changing my, every aspect of my life. Like I, I, I got a, I got new coaches now for fighting that now I'm winning everything. And like I, my relationships are working and you know, all these different things to where I think that you need to like, you know, put this out to more people or write a book or do something to where you can get this out. Cause only people that are experienced in it are, are the few athletes that we have training with us, you know, and whoever goes to the pool to train. Um, but it's, it's, we're in a vacuum. It's available on Amazon, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, like 
really just running around meeting to meeting to meeting. And then right the week before COVID hit, the Today Show came out with with my partner and I to tell our story and, you know, tell the story of Deep in Fitness and Underwater Torpedo League and all this stuff. And, you know, our lives were going to change and everything, you know, all that stuff. And then that week COVID hit. <laughs> so uh, the show never aired, none of that stuff. And uh, and so... Um, Speaking of the yeah. underwater torpedo league and deep end fitness, could you just talk a little bit about both of those? Yes. So my Please. partner Don Tran and I uh, started deep end fitness and underwater torpedo league uh, at the very end of 2017, um, and uh, basically started as an experiment beta test to see if we get two pools in Southern California and get insurance and get maxed out participation and run a champion or run a competition after two months hmm. and so that was aqua bowl one and that was uh we ran that at the beginning of february 2018 and that was for utl so utl we're in we're, we're going to be in season 12 this year but if you can imagine when we started that it was a new sport that we took from a concept that we used to play in the military called underwater football where we would wrestle and play five on five or three on three or 10 on 10 with some type of an object underwater, like a dive brick or a weight. But when we used a torpedo, it was very fun and dynamic. And you had to have really good, you had to, you had to uh, open up your swimming abilities to really like excel in that game. And I, so there was a lot of like uh, aha moments and stuff and just kind of the cheat code to it is that you take someone that, is has never swam before right and all of their focus is on them and how they don't swim and how they hate the water but if you can get their focus like almost like a magician and start to get get them focused on you and then you can get them to trust you a little bit enough to get in the water and then enough to look at this torpedo that looks like a shiny fish or a bright colored thing and then now can you just pass this thing with me and then now you're passing it in the water. And then now can you just, you trust me, right? Watch, I've done this a million, I've done this a hundred times. I promise you can you just back out a little bit, follow me, pass, pass. Now you're passing it. We're in the middle of the pool. Just relax. Come on. Now we're coming. Now you just swam across the pool. You didn't even realize you were swimming. All it took was for you to focus on something else. You didn't even, yeah. we didn't even do a swim lesson. Yeah. Very we did cool. Nothing, yep. you know? Yep. So, um, <clears throat> taking your focus and putting on something external when in doubt focus out is a good quote but um yeah and then you know over the past uh five years we've had all these amazing you know i just left the pool in la jolla and i have fox sports there the padres are there the padres pr people are there the all the supervisors at that pool are coming out and like shaking my hand like i'm like hey you know like so, uh, but over the last five years, we've had a lot of like, you know, there's been a lot of breakdowns with COVID and clo everything closing and all this stuff and just going moving through all that. But there's so many breakthroughs and just learning about, you know, um, what, what helps people to break through and unlock results, you know, and what works and what doesn't work and finding those patterns and learning from each person and, you know, it's like, it's like an algorithm of human performance. And so every little thing that you learn or download or feedback that you get or coaching experience that you get, you just get, you get to, that's just another little puzzle piece that comes in and then you're like, wow. And then, you know, you can remember like, you know, 
it's it's crazy how it is but you'll be working with one person and then you'll be like i know exactly what's happening right now like you know we're i'm we're trying to get something but we're not even laser focused on the on the bullseye of what we're trying to accomplish here that's why we're all over the target because we don't have a defined thing that we're going for you know and it's like oh, i remember that because i've literally seen that you know when someone couldn't go touch the bottom of the pool, but when I gave them something specific to touch, they could touch it, you know? Um, but um, so anyway, you know, it's, what, what, I, what I love is water is almost an analogy to life. And the fact that you've been playing in water your whole life, but you, it's really a tool for you to help people recognize their true potential. And I love to hear you say earlier, it's like, what they what they're able to accomplish in the water translates into their marriages and their and their workspace and their family life and other areas of their life too, which I think is really which is pretty awesome. Uh, I'll make yes. sure to include links to Underwater Torpedo League and Deep End Fitness, and I know there's been some pretty good articles about you uh, on those as well. Um, I'd love for you in the last couple of minutes together to talk about a book that's I don't know when it's coming out, but hopefully it's coming out pretty soon. Um, your second book. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, so I've been uh, working on that project for over a year now with uh, my author friend, Bethany Marshall. And um, so uh, the book is about uh, reframing obstacles into opportunities and um, turning trauma into something powerful that you can, you know, utilize to um, meet your potential and, and uh, help others. And that's kind of like the basic of it. And then, you know, it's uh, just a, so uh, the, the come from for it is that I've, you know, had, I've had depression and I've had, uh, you know, even uh, suicidal uh, ideations since I've gotten out and have worked through that. And I've had a lot of healing around that and stuff. And, and, it's not a it's not like you get healing and then all of a sudden the rest of your life is is perfect you know it's it's an everyday process and maintenance thing um but that uh you know i've noticed that everybody has a lot everybody has something that they're carrying from is it from childhood or is it from their adulthood or is it from something that happened that they have in their in like hidden in the closet you know i never talked about the peeping tom stuff until after i got out of the military I held that inside my whole life, you know, since childhood. So like um, the, the, this, this book is all about, you know, uh, breaking through from like, you know, how that put me in a victim mindset and a victim mode, because I thought, why me? My kids don't have that life. My kids are taken care of. Why didn't nobody look after me? Why didn't I have people that cared about me? Why did everybody else's parents seem like they patted on the ass and gave them their lunch to go to school? Why did not, why did I have this type of shit, you know? Um, and then breaking through to be like, no, no, no. Like I, that was actually my, like that guy was my coach that was in the window. That guy gave me the craziest training, you know, and all that, that, you know, I'm actually grateful for that now because I don't know that I would have survived some of the other things that happened in my life had I not been through that experience. Is there a date that the book is going to be released? Um, a, a yeah, so our, yeah, our goal is 
uh, Veterans Day this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, love to have but you the back pre- on. Yeah. The book is out if you're interested and talk more about the book. Yeah, 100%. Thanks. Thanks, okay. Mike. And the, uh, the pre-launch will be uh, within the next 30 days. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Give me the look yeah. if you don't mind. I will. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Well, hey, Prime, it's uh, great to see you. I want to encourage folks to check out Free Your Mind Guidebook on Amazon. I'll include links in the show notes. Check out Underwater Torpedo League and Deep End Fitness. Uh, Prime, great to re-catch up with you. It's been a while, and hopefully we'll be able to hang out in the ocean here in a couple months. (laughs) Looking forward to it, brother. Thank you. All right, buddy. Good to see you, Prime. All right. All right. Cheers. Have a good week. You too. Thanks. There's nothing in between you and me Nothing in between blue and sea Nothing in between us and love Nothing in between we